Hello, and welcome to the Beat the Book podcast, NFL Sunday edition. This is Alpha from Alpha Dog Bets with my co-host Hefe from Hefe Picks. Normally, we would get right into it, but we'll take a second here to explain what we do. Hefe? Thanks, Alpha. So every week, me and Alpha, we're going to get on here, and we're going to go game by game, giving our analysis and picks for each game every NFL Sunday. At the end, we're going to rattle together our top two picks and even a possible collaboration teaser. So let's get right into it, and let's beat the book. Let's get right into it, Alpha. The first game we're going to look at is the Rams versus the Bills. Now, both these teams are coming into this game 2-0. The Rams, they beat up on the Eagles last week, picking off Carson once twice, and Jared Goff looked great, throwing for three touchdowns. He's looked great all year. really has. On the opposite side, the Bills, they beat the Dolphins, but not without a fight. I mean, they had to go through everything and the lightning delay. I think the Dolphins are a better team than people think this year. True that, true that. Let's go into the Rams-Bills matchup. At the end of the day here, Alpha, I, I think Josh Allen is creeping his way into a top 10 NFL quarterback status. Do you know that in week one he set his passing yards record, and then in week two he beat the record that he just set in week one, posting 417 yards versus the Dolphins? He may already be in that top 10 quarterback caliber player. Couldn't agree more with you. With that being said, I look for the Bills to ride Josh Allen, ride the top defense that I know that they have, and get this victory against the Rams. My pick for this game is Bills minus one. I see the game the same way you do. I just think the Bills defensively are such a strong team. Yep. And offensively, the chemistry that Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs have already developed incredible in just two short games, they've been lighting it up together. I think the Bills pulled this one out, and at just a one-point spread, I think you have to take the Bills on this one. So my pick is also going to be Bills minus one. Couldn't agree more. Love it. Let's roll into our next game. We have the 49ers versus the Giants, which we both know is the Injury Bowl. The Injury Bowl. The San Francisco 49ers lost their entire defensive line pretty much last week. Tragic. And they're on the offensive side, it's not looking much better. They're Tragic gonna be without, there, too. They're going to be without quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to be out with George Kittle, Moster, and Coleman. I think with the lineup that the 49ers are putting out there, Daniel Jones is going to have a big game. I don't think they're going to be able to get to Daniel Jones. I think he's going to have time. And Daniel Jones excels when he has time in the pocket. He can think. He's mobile. And I think the Giants could pull this one out at a plus 3.5. I'm not, I think it's going to be a close game no matter what Agreed. and could go either way. Agreed. But I think Giants plus 3.5 is the smart bet on this game. What do you think, Hefe? Alpha, I like where your head's at. I'm agreeing with you. I like the Giants plus 3.5. What happened to the Niners last week is nothing short of just tragic. Absolutely. To lose Nick Bosa on one play, and then the very next play, to lose Solomon Thomas both to season-ending injuries, I've never seen anything like it. To put Nick Mullins in a position where he has to throw to wide receivers that he has no chemistry with is a tough, tough place for that man to be. I look for the Giants to honestly exploit Nick Mullins. You know, that secondary the Giants have is not getting enough love, Alpha. Listen to this. Yet to let a wide receiver get over 70 yards. They've looked good. And like you said, with Daniel Jones getting more time with a banged-up San Francisco defensive line, I think it's going to be his game to prosper and show why the Giants reached for him so early in the draft a couple years ago. I'm liking the Giants plus 3.5. I'm right there with you on this one. Let's move right into the Titans and the Vikings. This game, Alpha, is less about the Titans being 2-0 than it is about the Vikings being 0-2. 
Let me tell. Let me give you a quick quiz. Two games into the season, how many safeties do you think Kirk Cousins has? He has to have at least one. Two. One in each game. Already? Already. On top of that, he added three picks last week. So safe to say he's not having the best start to the season. On the opposite side, the Titans, they're 2-0. They're looking good. They're looking like the team that almost made the Super Bowl last year. And they're flowing both on defense and on offense. For my pick this game, I'm going to focus on the absence of A.J. Brown, and I'm going to ride the John o. Smith train. Four receptions in week one, four receptions in week two. So for my week three pick for this game, I'm taking John o. Smith over three and a half picks. Th- three and a half receptions. My apologies. How do you feel about it, Alpha? I think it's a great play. I think John o. Smith looked great last week, and his usage went up a ton with A.J. Brown not being able to go. We know A.J. is not going to be there this week, and... For my pick, I have a little bit of a different take. Let's hear it. I'm taking the Vikings' money line. Whoa, left field play. See, the Vikings need this game. With the Packers already being 2-0 and the Vikings being 0-2, this is a must-win game already for them. Yep. The Titans last week gave up 339 passing yards as well as three passing touchdowns to Gardner Minshew. If we learned anything from this week's Thursday night showdown, which was an absolute snooze fest, it's that Minshew and the Jaguars really could not move the ball down the field. They really just did dink and dunks, screens to Robinson, and they really did not pass the ball well. So I think the Vikings with Thielen and Cousins, they get it on track this week, yep. and I think the Vikings pulled this one out. You know what, Alpha? You know that Zimmer's going to have them ready to play because, honestly, they are too they have too much talent on paper on both offense and defense to be playing like they're playing. Zimmer's going to be screaming at them and imploring them and letting them have the tools to do what needs to be done to get out of there with a victory. I like where your head's at. Absolutely. They'll be coached up well. Let's move into the next game. We have the Washington football team versus the Cleveland Browns, the game everyone is looking forward to. It's got to be primetime television. I don't know how it's not. But both teams are coming in one and one. And I have a question for you. Yep. How do you think Washington has started in the first half in both games this, this season? I'm going to say they've probably put up a total of three points. The Washington football team has zero points combined in both first halves this season. Wow. So my take on this game is going to be the Browns minus four in the first half. Oh, great play. The Browns can be explosive, and they have those playmakers who could take the ball over the top and get a score at any time. I see the Browns getting a lead in the first half and holding it. So my play is going to be Browns minus four. I love the analysis. I love where you're uh, getting the play from. I think that is a home run play, Alpha. My play for this game is I'm going to piggyback on your point about the Browns' offense. Okay. Chubb, Hunt, OBJ, Jarvis, Cooper. I mean, so much for Baker to pick from. He had a good game last week, and I think he's going to build off of that. My play for this game is Baker Mayfield over one-and-a-half passing touchdowns. Look for him to get OBJ involved early. Look for him to get throws to Jarvis. And look for him to possibly have a dump-off to Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb that they take it all the way into the end zone. Let's get right into the next game here, Alpha. We have the Bears versus the Falcons. Now, the Bears are 2-0, and yet somehow this is not the main storyline going into this game. Without a doubt, the main storyline is the debacle of a loss the Falcons had last week against the Cowboys. They were up 39-30 to with less than five minutes to go in the fourth. They had a 99% chance to win the game and still were able to find that 1% and lose. It was a monumental collapse, absolutely monumental collapse. With that being said, the Falcons are in must-win mode. Dan Quinn is on the hot seat. So I'm taking them versus the Bears. My play for this game is Falcons minus three. 
I think they will rally themselves, and I think they will beat the Bears, who frankly are 2-0 just based on schedule. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I like it a lot. So I'm going to be taking a little bit of a different approach on this game. Like you said, Dan Quinn is fighting for his job in this game, and he's also a defensive-minded guy. I think they're going to put a good scheme on Trubisky in that offense, and I think the Bears team total under 21.5 is my play on this game. I like it. I really do see them holding the offense down. Let's move on to the next game that we have, which is going to be the Bengals versus the Eagles. Both teams are coming in 0-2, and the Bengals have kind of done better than what we've expected, and the Eagles have done a lot worse than what we've expected. I agree. I mean, who's the veteran? Who's the rookie? Carson Wentz and Burroughs, right? Wentz looks like he's never played an NFL game in his life, and Burrow looks real poised in that pocket. He really does. So that's going to bring us to my pick in this game. I'm going to be looking at a player prop. So the tight end for the Bengals was C.J. Uzama, who went down with a torn Achilles last week, who was looking pretty good before he went down. The Eagles gave up five catches, 53 yards, and three touchdowns last week to tight end Tyler Higby of the Rams, who absolutely had a field day against them. Career day. So the new tight end for the Bengals is Drew Sample, who had seven catches for 45 yards last week after Uzama went down. So I think that Burrow likes looking at his tight ends. I'm going to go with Drew Sample over 31 receiving yards in this game. I like it, Alpha. I like it. I think Joe Burrow really looks at his tight ends as a safety blanket. So I really like that play. I think Drew Sample will fit into that offense seamlessly as, as you just said, Uzama went down for the rest of the year. My play for this game, I'm going to also piggyback with you on a player prop. I'm taking Joe Burrow over one and a half throwing touchdowns, and this is why. Carson Wentz is getting a lot of the blame for the Eagles' 0-2 start. But honestly, just as much of the blame should go towards the lackluster secondary that the Eagles have. Absolutely. Do you know, Alpha, that that secondary has allowed a 74% completion rate this year to opposing quarterbacks? That's a terrible job done. With that being said, my play, Joe Burrow over one and a half throwing touchdowns. That's the prop I'm taking for this game. Love it. Love it. Let's move right on to the next game where we have the Texans visiting the Steelers. Houston is 0-2, but I got to admit it to you, man. They must have really pissed somebody off in the NFL office to get the schedule that they were handed. Absolutely. That's that's the only reason they're 0-2. They had to face the Chiefs in Week 1, and they had to face the Ravens in Week 2, and now their gift in Week 3 is to go to Pittsburgh and face a team that is looking really, really good. Really, really good. That defense is looking out of its mind. Dominant. But we expected that. What we didn't expect is for Big Ben to come back and have that instant chemistry with Juju, with Deontay Johnson, James Conner looked okay in week two. If they can have those things rocking and rolling, they're going to have no problem beating the Texans. I'm taking the Steelers here. Minus four is my play. I see it the same way you do. I think the Steelers minus four has to be the play on this game. I think the key is if Pittsburgh's defense can contain Watson and keep him in the pocket, not let him use his mobility and throw running outside the pocket, they'll be able to win this game. But let's piggyback back to David Johnson. He didn't look that good in week two, did he? Nope. He looked great in week one, but last week he had 11 carries for 34 yards. A lot had to do with that Baltimore defense, but Pittsburgh also has a great defense. If the Texans want to have any shot at winning this game, they need to establish the running game, and I just don't think that they will. Let's move on to the next game that we have, which is going to be the Raiders versus the Patriots. So the Patriots this year, who would have thought that Cam Newton would look already like the comeback player of the year? Incredible. He, what a find. What a find by the Patriots. At a veteran minimum contract, the guy is playing way beyond the value of his contract. I believe there are eight backups who make more money than Cam Newton does this year. Absolutely. So in this game, I think it's going to come down to how does Cam look with this offense against the Raiders defense. 
The Raiders looked great in their debut in Allegiant Stadium last week, upsetting the Saints. But I think a lot of that had to do with that new stadium vibe they had. They were playing a little bit above themselves. And everyone seems, seems to think that the Saints are a great football team. I think they're a middle-of-the-pack team. So I'm going to be going with the Patriots minus 5.5, and I think that Cam gets it done again. Couldn't agree with you more. I'm taking that exact play. The Patriots are one on one, but you can argue they have the steal of free agency with Cam Newton. He's rushing effectively and he's connecting with Edelman. I think the Pats get a crucial victory here and show the league that they are for real. Yes, the Raiders look great, but I think this line is a little bit of the overreaction of just seeing them on national television beat the Saints. I love the line at five and a half. I'm taking the Patriots minus five and a half, going exactly with you, Alpha. Love this play. All right, perfect. Let's move right on to the next game where we have the Panthers versus the Chargers. All signs are pointing to the fact that Herbert is going to start this game for the Chargers. And he came out and looked great. And they led most of the game last week versus Mahomes before Mahomes started looking like Mahomes and took control. On the other side, the Panthers have looked pedestrian in the first two games. But even with McCaffrey out this week and for the next couple weeks, I think the Panthers can cover in this game. I think the chemistry between Teddy Bridgewater, Robbie Anderson, and DJ Moore, who have combined for 17 receptions and 229 yards, is enough that the Panthers can cover the 6.5. So my play for this game is Panthers plus 6.5. Yet again, Hefe, I see it the same way you do. The key to this game for me is will Teddy Bridgewater be able to pick up the passing attack and continue to dominate in the passing game? Through two games this season, he has 636 passing yards while completing 72.5% of his passes. Solid. So he's looked good so far. His usage is going to go up now with Christian McCaffrey being out. Not as many screen passes. Going to have to throw the ball a little bit deeper. I think Robbie Anderson gets open, maybe gets a touchdown or two. I think they open the playbook a little bit up more for Teddy now that McCaffrey's out. I think this could work in his favor, as crazy as that is to say. Unpopular opinion. I agree 100%. So I think we're both on this game going to be going to Panthers plus 6.5. And moving along to the next game, we have the Jets versus the Colts. So the Adam Gase-led Jets are looking like the front runner for the first pick in the NFL draft. They have just looked dreadful on both sides of the ball. And they really do not have any playmakers that are currently on the roster. They are so banged up. No Le'Veon Bell. All the receivers are out. And I think that the Colts looked pretty good on their route over the Vikings last week, winning 28-11. to I do think that the Colts get this one done at the minus 11.5. You just can't take anything on the Jets this year. They've just looked so bad that this is more betting against the Jets than it is betting for the Colts. Hot take. The Jets have looked the worst team in the league so far. I don't think I'm going to get any opposition to that statement. 100%. So I think you have to take the Colts by the points here, and I think they cruise comfortably. What are you looking at, Hefe? I'm right there with you, Alpha. I really am. The Jets have looked horrendous, and it doesn't look like things are getting better. We don't even know who their wide receiver one is this week. Perryman's out. There's reports that Berrios might be out. There's reports that Hogan is injured. We actually don't know who Sam Darnold is going to have as a throwing option. The Colts, on the other hand, they looked good versus the Vikings. Taylor's first game as the RB1 was a success, 101 yards and a touchdown. I think the Colts cover here. I know it's 11 and a half. It's a lot of points. But like you said, Alpha, this is more betting against the Jets than it is on the Colts. I'm taking the Colts. I'm taking the points. 11 and a half. I think they steamroll the Jets, who honestly should just be counting the days towards the 2021 draft. Absolutely. It's already pretty much a lost season for them. Let's move right into the next game, which is one of the games of the week. The Seahawks and the Cowboys. The Cowboys last week are coming off probably a win for the ages. 
beating the Falcons after coming back by nine points down with five minutes left to go. Incredible victory for them and incredible momentum to take into this momentous game. The Seahawks, just as good as a victory. Sunday night football, Patriots coming into town, a lot of hype about them. Well, they win, maybe on a bad last play call, but nonetheless a victory, and Russell Wilson is looking like the MVP through two weeks. Absolutely is. He's 100% looking like the leader for MVP. My play for this game is actually going to be a first-half play on the Seahawks. I'm taking the Seahawks' first half, team total, over 14.5 points. The Seahawks look like a well-oiled machine on offense. And I think that they're going to keep rolling. The Cowboys gave up a ton of points to the Falcons in the first half. And I think the same will happen. That Cowboys secondary is nothing to write home about. I think Seahawks will put up points, and they'll put up points in a hurry. Seahawks first half, team total over 14.5 is my play. I like that play a lot. I like it a lot. I'm going to be taking the Seahawks full game minus 5. Both offenses have been clicking, but both defenses have not looked outstanding to the first two weeks. I think the Seahawks have a better defense. They have Jamal Adams anchoring the secondary, playing the safety position. I think the Seahawks will be able to create a turnover or two, and I think Russell Wilson will limit the turnovers on the Seahawks side. I see the turnover game being the main factor in this game, and the Seahawks pull it out by at least a touchdown. I can completely see that happening, Alpha. Great call. I, I do think that the Seahawks are the better team. Absolutely. Let's roll into the next game that we have, which is going to be the Detroit Lions versus the Arizona Cardinals. So how good has Arizona looked in the first two weeks of this season? Dare I say they are the sexiest team in football. They are one of the most exciting offenses to watch. While, you know, whether it's Kyler Murray running out of the backfield, DeAndre Hopkins getting 50 catches a game. Hopkins has actually had 22 catches for 219 yards through two games of the season. And the Cardinals, everything offensively is working for them. I really do think the Cardinals keep running this year. I don't think the Lions are a great team. And with the line only being at a 5.5 line for the Cardinals, I think that's a must play. They've been covering. They covered both games this season easily, and I can see them covering for a third straight here. Hefe, how do you read this one? I'm completely with you. The Lions have lost both of their games in true Lions fashion, grabbing an early lead and then losing it. Do you know that in the last five quarters, they've been outscored 63-21? to 21? Wow. The Cardinals, on the other hand, like I mentioned before, they're the sexiest team in football, dare I say. The duo of Hopkins and Kyler is a match made in heaven. And Kyler is completing 67% of his passes this year and has three rushing touchdowns already. I'm rocking with your Cardinals minus five and a half. Kyler is electric. Let's go Cardinals. Moving right into the next game, we have the Buccaneers and the Broncos. Now, the Bucs got the first one of the season, but Brady's numbers are really nothing to get excited over. On the opposite side, Fournette looked great, which is promising, but even more promising this week is getting Chris Godwin back. Another huge receiver for Brady to throw to. His first game with Godwin and Evans. Absolutely. Now he has his full weapons. On the other side, we have the Broncos, who fought a good fight, but came up short last week. The Broncos are going to be without Portland Sutton for the year, Philip Lindsay 100% for this game, and now Drew Locke for a couple weeks. I just can't see Jeff Driscoll coming in here and putting up enough points to keep this game close. Absolutely. Bucks minus five and a half is my play for this game. The Bucks defense is not a bad defense. People don't talk enough about that defense. They have Shaq Barrett still on that defensive line as well. Yep. And I think if they get pressure on Jeff Driscoll, he's not going to be able to move the ball. It's going to be a lot of quick throws. They're not going to be able to get the ball down the field. And I'm with you. Bucks minus 5.5. 5. 
I think with the addition of having Chris Godwin back, I think Brady will finally get it on track and start looking a little bit like Tom Brady. So I am with you. I'm going to be taking the Bucks minus 5.5. Just so much star power on the Bucks. I don't see how the Broncos and their youngest, young, young core wide receivers can keep up. Yep. Couldn't agree more. And next, we move right along to the Packers versus the Saints. A huge game on the slate this weekend. So, Hefe, how great has Aaron Rodgers looked in these first two weeks? He looks like the MVP of old. He looks like the old Aaron Rodgers. And the Packers look like the old Packers. They've looked fantastic through the first two weeks, but you can't really say the same about the Saints, can you? They barely showed up on national television last week against the Raiders. They got absolutely handled by the Raiders. In this game, I'm going to be taking the Packers' money line. I think the Packers are just a better team. The Saints, they're still a good team, but people still think the Saints are a top-five team in the NFL, which they're clearly not. I think the Packers are a stronger team. They have a great passing attack with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Jones in the backfield has had monster games as well. I really do see Green Bay pulling this out as the underdog. Interesting play. I can definitely see Green Bay pulling this out. The fact that they're an underdog strictly says a lot about how Vegas feels about the Saints. And in my opinion, I kind of agree with them. I think the Saints are better than what they showed last week, but I also think the Packers are 100% for real. Both offenses are going to be moving, even the Saints without Michael Thomas. I think this extra week of practice for Drew Brees to get acclimated with his receivers without Thomas is going to be huge, and I think another huge game for Kamara, as well as on the other other side for Aaron Jones and and Aaron Rodgers-led offense. My play for this is over 53 just for the reasons I just said. Two great offenses going head-to-head on national television Sunday night. I love the over in this game. So the over of 53 is my play. Love it. Let's move right along to, honestly, not just the matchup of the week, but some would call it the matchup of the year. The Chiefs versus the Ravens. It's absolutely a monster game. The fact that the Chiefs are three-and-a-half road underdogs, I get it. I, I Look, I get it. They barely beat the Chargers. The Ravens washed the Texans last week. But you can't give Patrick Mahomes three and a half points. You can't do it. Alpha, do you know that the most common margin of victory in the NFL is three points? Absolutely. So you're giving me three and a half and you're letting me have the Chiefs? I can't not take that. Maybe I'm a sucker, but I can't not take it. My play is the Chiefs plus three and a half. Give me that hook. I'm the same way. You can't give, like you said, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs a three-and-a-half-point spread as the underdog. You just can't. I know they barely beat the Chargers, as you said. If Harrison Butker didn't look like the greatest kicker and the most clutch kicker of all time last week, they probably wouldn't have won that game. Dude's leg needs to be insured for a million dollars. What a performance. Iced, three kicks, got it done. But I am with you. Chiefs plus 3.5 is the play on this. It absolutely is. I, I still can't believe that's the line. Absolutely. Well, now we're going to move on to the part that everyone's been waiting for. Drum roll, please. We're going to be going over our top two plays from the slate and the collab teaser for you all. So I'm going to jump into my top two favorite plays. My first favorite play is going to be the Cardinals minus 5.5 for the reasonings I stated earlier. The Cardinals have been on an absolute tear this year with only a five and a half point spread against the Lions. I don't see any way that they don't cover this game. They have looked absolutely incredible. And they're going to be our top play that we're going with. I like it, Alpha. I like it. And my second favorite play is going to be that Packers money line, plus 145 odds. I really do think that the Packers are the better team. Aaron Rodgers is on a mission. 
And we're rolling with the Packers' money line. So uh, so Alpha's top two plays this weekend are the Cardinals minus 5.5. And the Packers' money line. Hefe, I got to hear yours. Two really solid plays, Alpha. So for my top two plays, I'm going to go with the first one being the Bills minus one. At the end of the day, I think Josh Allen is creeping his way into a top 10 quarterback category. He is having that offense moving. The chemistry between him and Diggs is unpalpable. And the defense that they have is as strong as it was last year. I think they can beat the Rams, and I think they will beat the Rams. So my first top play is Bills minus one. My second one is the Buccaneers minus five and a half. I think that the Bucs have a really good timing matchup with the Broncos right now. Really injury riddled are the Broncos. Jeff Driscoll starting. They're without Corlin Sutton. So Jerry Judy is going to be the one. The youngest core wide receivers in the league. I just don't think they can keep up with the Buccaneers. So I'm going with the Bucs minus five and a half as my second top play. So Hefe's top two plays of the week are... Bills minus one and Bucks minus five and a half. Love those plays, Hefe. Let's go right into the big boy. The six-point collab teaser between Hefe Picks and Alpha Dog. Let's get right into it. So the two teams that we're going to be going with in the collab teaser are going to be the Chiefs plus 9.5. I don't see the Ravens winning this game by 10. I know you don't see that either. Nope. And I think that is an absolute great line on this game. And we're going to be combining that in our teaser with the Browns minus one. And we'll really like the Browns. The Browns are going against the Washington football team. I think that Washington really came back to earth last week. And I think that the Browns really showed what they could be, especially on offense. Let's look for a lot of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Let's look for Baker Mayfield to have a great game. I think the Browns come out here victorious. So once again, our six-point collab teaser is the Browns minus one and the Chiefs plus nine and a half. Absolutely. With that being said, guys, that does it for today's episode. Please, please, please gamble responsibly. Best of luck out there, and let's beat the book.